This is Frank Dominguez for the WDAV Piedmont Arts Podcast. This season, the Western Piedmont Symphony is searching for a new music director to take over from longtime conductor John Gordon Ross. Four musicians vie for the role by leading concerts with the orchestra, and the final candidate, the only woman of the group, is Melise Brunet. She conducts the orchestra March 2nd at 7.30 p.m. in P.E. Monroe Auditorium at Lenore Rhine University, and she joins me now to talk about the concert and her candidacy. Welcome, Melise. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, let me begin by asking you if it bothers you at all that I mentioned in my introduction that you're the only woman of the group being considered for this It does not. Post. You know, that's something pretty usual. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the glass ceiling for women conductors finally is smashed, or is it still a challenge? Oh, it's definitely not smashed, and I think it's going to take many more years. Uh, it's a work in progress, and a lot of changes are happening, definitely, uh, big changes. I think it's going to be smashed when we stop talking about it. Right. You know, once it's just usual. Right, exactly. But it is exciting to know that you're one of the people that's being considered for this role, I think. Well, I think it's really great, you know, uh, for uh, the Western Piedmont Symphony to uh, be uh, really modern and to also have invited a woman. Yes, absolutely. Tell me about the program you're conducting, first of all. What's going to be on the concert? So the first piece we will be uh, performing is uh, the German Dances, Foxtrot for Orchestra by John Adams, uh, followed by the um, Ravel Concerto in G with uh, Orion uh, Weiss, and uh, then the Enigma Variations by Elgar. Tell me a little bit about the chairman dances and uh, starting off with that uh, more or less contemporary work from the 20th century, but, you know, definitely something written in our time. Yeah, um, I mean, to me, that's one of the major um, American pieces of the repertoire. And uh, it's one also of my favorites. I've always been very attracted to that piece. I've studied it a lot. And what I really like about that piece, every time I go back to it, I discover new things, which is pretty fascinating. It's extremely complex, extremely rich. Um, And at the same time, it doesn't sound like that, you know, but when you dive into it as the interprets, then you can spend many, many hours, weeks and years of your life discovering new things inside of it. But it sounds really easy and natural for the audience. Um, And I'm really excited. It's the first time it's going to be performed by the Western Piedmont Symphony. So I'm really glad we can bring that uh, piece by a still alive composer uh, to Hikori. Now, for the uh, piece with a soloist, you've got a pretty uh, special soloist, Orion Weiss. So uh, what's, uh, what do you expect to, it's going to be like to work with him? Have you ever had a chance to work with him before? Uh, yes, um, I met him um, with the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic. So I'm right now uh, interim music director of uh, this orchestra and previously was the assistant conductor to Larry Lowe uh, with that same orchestra. And uh, Orion was invited in uh, 2015 to perform the Gershwin um, Piano Concerto in F. And uh, that's how I did not directly work with him, but I was assisting on the concert and I really liked his uh, way of playing, interpreting and also uh, him as a human being and to work with a very uh, beautiful person. And I imagine working on the Ravel is something that's uh, near and dear to you as as a French person. That's a dream, you know, uh, that's one of the 
major pieces of the repertoire. And yeah, for as you say, for a French person, it's something I grew up with. Um, and you will probably notice that that entire program is a lot about orchestrations and colors, mm -hmm. which is something extremely dear to me. I was always fascinated uh, with uh, sounds of the instruments. Uh, I played many of the instruments, but what interested me more is the orchestration. So, And I studied orchestration at the Paris Conservatoire with Marc-André Dalbavi, a very important composer. Um, and and I have that um, very, I would say, French interest for the colors of uh, the orchestra and how you can combine all of these instruments. So that entire program, with Ravel being, of course, a master of writing for instrument and m mixing the colors, but Elgar uh, and and um, John Adams as well in those pieces uh, show an amazing talent in terms of orchestration. And talk a little bit about the Enigma variations, which to me seems like, for some reason, such an English work because you associate Elgar with England. Uh, but of course, there's nothing particularly English about it other than Elgar. I mean, the, <laughs> the music is sort of universal. Yeah. However, I think there is something very British in, in it, which is actually the humor. Ah. A lot of humor. Uh, you know, in that piece in particular, because uh, so uh, those variations, first of all, the theme that he created all of these um, great advertisement around it and saying, OK, that theme has a secret meaning and therefore then later was called Enigma Variations. And we don't really know uh, uh, now what is the meaning of that theme. And it's something very British to do, you know, because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe it was just something he had in his head at the moment and who really cares? But still, some people spent years of their life trying to figure that out right. and writing books and articles. And there are also some variations, like the variation that basically describing a dog mm -hmm. uh, Stepping, in, uh, falling into the river and trying to swim back and right. get back, you know. Uh, so there is that part that to me is extremely British, the humor. Now, I know your visit includes more than just uh, conducting the orchestra. The organization has you meeting with many different constituents and partners for the community. So what are your impressions so far? Uh, I know you, you live in Boone, correct? So it's not like you're a stranger to North Carolina, but you're uh, visiting with a new community in Hickory. What's it been like? Yeah, so I live in Boone. I've been living in Boone since uh, 2016. And uh, so I already had the opportunity to go to Hickory. Uh, and um, discover the city. Uh, I started my residency only yesterday night, so I haven't met a lot of people uh, quite yet. Um, I, I could tell you more about that later, but uh, I really like to um, discover the actors of the society and uh, meeting every, everyone. Uh, I will be taking part in many activities, uh, from uh, lectures uh, to the Polar Plunge and things like that. So I hope to be able to talk to a lot of uh, Hickory uh, citizens mm -hmm. and uh, get to know them and so they also can get to know me. Tell me a little bit about your background. You mentioned the Paris Conservatory, which is legendary as a, a place to uh, produce great artists. Uh, what was it like attending, and uh, did you grow up in Paris? 
I was born in Paris and I uh, mostly grew up uh, in the suburbs mm-hmm. uh, and came back for my studies in Paris um, because everything is very centralized in France. So if you want to do music, you have to go to Paris, basically. Uh, I studied at the University La Sorbonne and uh, got into the Paris Conservatoire where I studied there for 11 years, like Claude Debussy. <laughs> which is the only thing we have in common. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I stayed stayed there for 11 years and uh, got uh, six diplomas uh, from uh, the Paris Conservatoire. And among them is a master's in orchestral conducting. And um, it it was, you know, some of the best. uh, That was one of my dreams Mm -hmm. to enter the Paris Conservatoire because entrance is very difficult. Yeah. and it was really magical, you know, I was studying some uh, fields like, for example, harmony or orchestration or analysis or counterpoint and all of that. And it's very serious exams, like you would have study for one full year, let's say, orchestration, different styles. And then your final exam is they're going to put you in a very small room with no windows and a keyboard uh, that lead is totally locked. And you have a piece of paper, music, uh, and piano, you know, piece, and you need to write it for an entire orchestra, and you have 17 hours. So you're stuck in in that room from 6.30 a.m. until 11.30 p.m. And without access to piano or whatever, you know, and you write the music, and then it's going to be performed later by the orchestra, uh, and then a jury is going to judge what you've been doing and how you learned uh, so yeah, it was wonderful, very strong um, experience, and also I feel that I have strong basics thanks to that. What appeals to you about uh, being the music director of the Western Piedmont Symphony? Uh, everything appeals to me um, because I. W- the reason why I ch- I decided to become a conductor is to share the music uh, with uh, the musicians and with the audience. Uh, because when I was about 14, 15 years old, I was playing the cello in my school orchestra and it was a Mozart symphony and um, I felt extremely bored. And as a teenager, I, I, I realized, is it possible that a composer would write boring music, spend his life or her life uh, only writing boring music. I was, there is no way. Mm -hmm. So I do not understand his music. And the conductor who is conducting me doesn't understand his music either. And that's when I decided to take the time to learn what the composer wanted to tell us. And, um, and to make it alive for mm-hmm. the musicians and for the audience. So to me, uh, becoming a music director of uh, the Western Piedmont Symphony would be really phenomenal because I could share that passion with this orchestra, which in my opinion has a beautiful potential, and also share it with the community and, and bring even more people of the community to classical music and to our concerts. You've uh, anticipated a little bit of my last question, but I'll ask it anyway. Say you're chosen as the music director of the Western Piedmont Symphony. What would that say to the arts community in Hickory and the region about the orchestra, that they've chosen you to be the music director? I would not like to talk about what would it say about me, uh, but I know what I can bring, mm-hmm. and I can share that with you. Uh, I can bring um, high-level quality music, um, a 
deep investment inside of the community and um, a really hard work to make uh, um, the orchestra being a really strong part of all parts of the community. Not only one part of it, but be the orchestra being the city and everybody knows in the city of Hickory and in the greater area that what is the Western Piedmont Symphony and they actually go come to the concerts as well. My guest has been Melise Brunet. She conducts the Western Piedmont Symphony Saturday, March 2nd, 7.30 p.m. in P.E. Monroe Auditorium at Lenore Rhine University. And there's a link to more information about the concert at the Piedmont Arts page at WDAV.org. Melise, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Frank. It's been a pleasure. For the Piedmont Arts Podcast, I'm Frank Dominguez.